Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. I know I talked about this being a live streamed episode. I just needed to give myself another week of recording it instead. So we will get back to live streaming. I just needed to do a recorded version today for this week. Um, It has just been a crazy week, week and a half. So anyways, this week I wanted to talk about the heart conditions that come with Turner Syndrome. So there are a lot of different heart problems and heart issues, heart health things in general that can come up. Um, You guys know I've had multiple cardiac MRIs and uh, I have an EKG once a year at least Um, and it is on the recommended guidelines because heart health is very, very important and heart health is a very major aspect of health complications for women with Turner Syndrome. It is one of the most dangerous and scariest health complications that is possible. So it's the scary side of Turner Syndrome. Um, Most of the time, if a woman with Turner Syndrome has life-threatening health issues, it does have to do with heart health. So taking care of ourselves and taking care of our heart is super important. And I don't say any of that to scare you. You guys know I am not about being fearful or spreading fear. But it is important to look at that reality. I definitely think a lot about making sure I'm on top of my EKGs and getting a cardiac MRI when they say it's necessary so that we know what's going on with my heart as much as possible. And I advise everybody to do that. Everybody to keep up on those and to take that seriously. No EKGs aren't fun. Cardiac MRIs really aren't fun. But they are important and they're happening for a reason. It's not a random tedious screening. It is, if you're going to get any screenings, that should be one of them. Um, so I gave my little spiel on that and how important it is. I want to talk about one specific specific heart problem that is the one I hear about the most within the Turner Syndrome community. It is actually not the most, or it is actually not the only heart problem that can arise though. It is not the only heart complication that can happen. And so I will leave a link in the, I will leave a link to the TSUS page talking about heart issues and Turner Syndrome. They have a whole like PDF file that goes in more in depth and talks about it more. So I will leave a link to that. Be sure to check that out. Um, And then I'm going to briefly go into what that heart problem is that I feel like is the one I hear talked about the most and the most common um, from my understanding. And that is aortic coarctation. I always have to slow myself down when I pronounce that because it can be a mouthful sometimes. Um, Aortic coarctation. So aortic means the aortic valve, the aorta, which is right here. 
and it goes directly down to your heart. And that is a very important part of the heart system and a part of your body. Coarctation means splitting. It means expanding. And so when I've had cardiac MRIs, that is what they're looking for specifically. I know because my doctor, when I got my first one, had said that if we were going to see that start happening, I was at the perfect age. I was 21. I was at the perfect age to catch it if we were going to see it and I was going to deal with it. Um, and a cardiac MRI was the best way to guarantee they saw what was going on so they knew if it was happening or not. So, again, I'm not a medical professional. This is just my understanding. Aortic coarctation, the expanding of the aortic valve, is very dangerous. And you can kind of watch it happen. So that's why when they do cardiac MRIs, if you are somebody that they see signs of it starting to happen, they will have you have them more frequently um, to check up on it. So you'll be getting those done more often to make sure so they can track the expansion. Um, if it gets to a point they feel it's necessary, you do have heart surgery to fix it um, because it is dangerous if it's left to keep going. Again, I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this to explain the reality of it happening. Now, with all of that being said, again, the files go more in depth into detail, so make sure you check those out. Um, you don't have to wait for something to start happening to take action yourself. Just like with anything, the best thing you can do if everything is okay now or if they're seeing signs of something is follow what they're telling you to do and then also do the things that we as humans know are good for our heart. Just normal, general heart health. So we're talking the way we eat, exercise, all really great ways of making sure we can have our heart be as healthy as possible and keeping up on those screenings so we know what's happening and then listening to doctor's directions when they tell us to do something, when they say they're worried, when they say they want to do this, that, making sure you're paying attention, ask all the questions in the world that you have, and yeah, just in the in-between or fall still looks good, just make sure you're taking care of your heart to the best of your ability, doing what we know is good for heart health. And so that's why, <laughs> besides wanting to lose weight, I am constantly in a cycle of trying to be more consistent with exercising because <laughs> I know it is an important aspect of taking care of my heart. And along with losing weight and being at a healthy weight, both of those things are huge ways I want to improve how I'm taking care of myself and just up my game with taking care of my heart in that way even better. Um, and paying attention to how you're eating. I don't claim to be the expert. And I have actually focused more on digestive issues within how I'm eating than like eating for heart health. Um, but I definitely want to learn more 
about ways to eat for heart health. And um, I, I know there are vitamins, vitamins that are really, really important and that really do impact our heart health as well. So making myself knowledgeable on all of that, researching and educating myself on all of that are other ways I'm really looking into taking care of my heart. And I think that is a huge aspect of trying to be grounded in reality of what is currently happening in this moment while still taking seriously the potentials there. So I myself, um, if you are not caught up on my infertility or fertility testing, um, and cardiac MRIs and everything, mine showed there was no worry of aortic coarctation. It was great, looked totally healthy and normal. I was good. However, I did get told that doesn't mean it can't change. So we do need to keep on top of this, even with no history of it, even with no sign of it at this moment. It is not something we can forget about yet. Maybe ever. It is not something I'm out of the woods and I don't need to think about checking on how my heart's doing at all. And one of the biggest reasons I was having those discussions was looking into fertility treatment options and the question of could my heart handle going through pregnancy if we did the options of like IVF with an egg donor um, or embryo adoption or things like that. And so one of the questions that we were answering through having that cardiac MRI when I did the fertility testing was, how does my heart look in that context? Is it good for going into potentially a pregnancy if we decided to? And um, it still all looked totally normal, right? Like mine looked good and they approved me for it. They said they would feel totally comfortable doing that with me. And I was released to. Um, however, I did ask the question, if I don't have those issues now, I've never had them in my life. If I don't have those issues now, is there still a decent chance it could pop up while pregnant or be brought on by pregnancy just because of that if I've never had a history of it or anything and I'm starting out without it being a concern. And the cardiologist I saw said, yes, you you can. Um, it, it is something that can happen whether or not you've had a history of it. Um, and the biggest concern for why that could bring it on is the stress that pregnancy puts on your body. Pregnancy changes so many things about your body and the extra stress, the extra heart work, um, there is still that potential even if going into it looks totally normal and healthy. So it would still be something they would think about. Now, of course, it's a lot lower of a risk or likelihood when you're starting out that way than if 
you go into it with showing some signs, which is why they do that testing and they would determine based off of how it looks if they felt comfortable doing that. But I was in shock at how possible they made it sound for it to happen like that. For me to go from totally fine to that being a major concern and that changing so drastically. And that that really, even more than the stories I've heard, um, threw me into taking it that much more seriously. Like this isn't something to play around with at all. Um, I've done multiple videos in the past on the reality of when Turner syndrome gets scary and when health complications get really intense and scary and the number of women that have been lost through going through that heart surgery or because of that heart complication and that is how serious that issue is and that's why they had that whole year of um, Turner Syndrome Awareness where it was all dedicated to heart health. And they really, really pushed that. They have had, I think, multiple conventions where you could get the EKG that you needed yearly done, done for free, provided at the convention. Because they take that heart health and those heart concerns so seriously in the medical community surrounding Turner syndrome. It is just something that doctors are very serious about and know. And, um, you know, having anything be a question can be scary. <laughs> I remember I had had an EKG right before I had the cardiac MRI while we were doing fertility testing. And my doctor without fully explaining what she was concerned about or questioning, not even really concerned about, she was questioning whether they could see something um, accurate enough or in enough detail to determine everything was okay in the EKG. And so she was questioning whether or not she wanted me to have another one to double check and make sure they could see it clearly enough to be able to know everything was okay. And so I got some kind of interesting messages from her about it. Like, oh, I might need to have you do another one so we can double check. And I was like, oh my goodness, does that mean there was something she saw? Like, what does that mean? What is she needing to double check? She didn't fully explain. And then I said, oh, okay, well, I am having a cardiac MRI too. And she goes, oh, they'll find anything in there then. They'll see it in there. It'll be fine. And I'm like, Okay, so it wasn't that there was something she saw that was concerning to her. It was she wanted a clearer reading of a specific thing or something to that effect. It was just she was questioning if the EKG showed clearly enough what she was trying to determine. And <laughs> it was interesting because it ended up being nothing. But just that moment, I'm like, could something be wrong? And of course, you know, you guys know my mind. I go to the worst case scenario every time. But I never had a moment like that before. I've never had a scary or bad 
test result like that. So the potential for that changing scared me. And it made me think more seriously about like how easy it is for those things to change. And that even though everything's okay now, that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. And it is still important to keep up on those let alone looking at like my hearing tests and <laughs> things like that, that are more questionable that I have to deal with. Um, kind of knowing those things can change, things can progress. And especially with the nature of the heart issues, it really, I have just learned through everything I've heard and seen and all of that, it, it really can be a quick change. And that is why you want to stay on top of it. So I, once again, will put the link to more in-depth details from the TSS website um, for you to head to if you want to do a deeper dive into things. Um, it is really, really kind of humbling to read through all of that information and it can be really overwhelming but I know it is important to understand these things and I think while we are talking about research and um, the best treatments for different things with Turner syndrome. Heart health needs to be a very significant part of that conversation, just like HRT does. Because heart health is one of the most, if not the, life-threatening aspect of Turner syndrome. And it can be the scariest part. So it's definitely not something we want to ignore. And we want to make sure we have the best and most accurate information we can. So I wanted to share this resource for you guys. So you could go kind of dive into some of it yourself. Again, it can be overwhelming and a little scary. So just go into that with that mindset of knowing to take a break when you need it, processing the information as you get it, um, and really just remembering that this is a big call to stay up on our screenings, to stay up on the test, to stay up on the EKGs, get a cardiac MRI when you should. Um, if you're an adult and have never had a cardiac MRI, might not be a bad idea to ask your doctor if you would benefit from having one just to double check on things. Um, it's just things to think about, things to be aware of, just like any part of Turner Syndrome that we talk about. Yes, this is the serious and scary part. This is the nerve-wracking part. But we can approach it in a very moment basis. I know I had this test then, and all was okay. So, I'll make sure I'm up on my next one, and that's what I can do besides taking care of myself in the meantime. And 
just looking at, okay, this is the information I have right now for what's going on with me. And again, reminding ourselves, each case is different. Everybody's going to deal with different things. Everybody's going to have a different scenario. Not everybody's going to deal with heart health issues. Not everybody's going to deal with as significant hormone issues. Not everybody's going to be within a certain height range. All of us experience these things in different ways. And just knowing and being able to stay aware is the best thing we can do. And that's why I share these information documents that TSUS has. Because it's not about scaring us. It's about helping us be educated on things. And getting the good information out there. So, <laughs> I hope this was helpful. I hope it wasn't scary. I really hope you, um, like me, were just inspired to, once again, remember how important testing and screenings are. And keeping up on them. And just taking care of ourselves. So, I hope you not enjoyed this in certain ways, but I hope it was helpful and I will see you guys in the next video. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor and if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.